Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. All right, it is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is July the 8th, 2018, as we are recording this. Uh, every time we seem to record one of these shows, we get further and further apart as I'm now in Nashville and Ben's in Maine or Afghanistan, whatever. <laughs> um, and of course, Alan's in Atlanta. So um, I am, of course, junior and uh, I'm not smoking at the moment because uh, I'm in my bedroom and I don't really want to smoke in my bedroom. Mm. And uh, But I did smoke earlier in the day. I took a trip down to uh, Nashville, smoke and ale, which has become my sort of go-to shop around here. Of course, it helps that it's three miles from my house. Um, but it actually is a really, really nice shop. So if you're ever in the Nashville area, check that out. It's kind of on the southeastern end of Nashville. But very nice shop. Uh, also have a great craft beer selection. Also standard beers, if that's more your, your fare. But uh, you can get a beer and a cigar and enjoy yourself. And uh, last several weekends, I've found myself there with... Various people watching various games of the World Cup, which I had never really paid attention to until this year, but uh, coming to find out it's actually kind of interesting, and apparently Nashville has their own soccer club now, so that's that's a whole other thing to get into. But uh, what I was smoking, that was what I was trying to get at before I wandered off on that little epitaph there, was uh, I smoked an oldie but a goodie, my father, Flor de Los Antilles, and... Um, I, I think most of you who listen to the show have probably had that cigar at this point in time, but if you're new and you have not, uh, it is fantastic, so get out there and try it. That is the My Father, Las Antillas. And then what you up to? So uh, the other day I had uh, a smoke that I've never had before. It was the Macanudo Inspirado, um, and it, it was a Robusto that came in a tube. Um, I am writing... A, a, a review about that and I'm going to post it on the website it's like artipsters.com and uh, in short um, it I didn't really quote inspirado me to buy any more I think it uh, I, I think it needs a little bit of work and I'm going to cover a little bit more of that um, later on in the show Ben was it the uh, white red or uh, black red okay it was the red I haven't had the red yet, so you're you're saying I probably could wait. Well, uh, it, 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 by the end of it all, uh, at the end of the of the smoke, I think if you let them sit in the humidor at home for a month or two, I think there may be some mellowing out, some life left. It's a multinational blend, um, so there's a lot of different tobaccos going on. You've got you know, an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder. And the feller is Nicaraguan, Honduran. Uh, just there's a lot of stuff going on there. And I think this cigar might have been released slightly premature, where it hasn't given time to all mellow out. Um, short finish. Uh, and the burn needed a little bit of work. Um, but it was more detailed. You think about it. it was rushed rush to market, huh? That's my opinion. Um, whenever you've got these multinational blends, there's just a lot of – it takes time for everything to melt together. And I think if this sat on the shelf for just a little bit longer – I think it would smooth out and you get a longer finish, uh, perhaps a better burn. That, uh, that actually reminds me, uh, we were talking about new cigars. So I think it was three, actually it's the first smoke and ale adventure I had 
I tried the Aging Room Solera. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly tried the orange banded one, which is a Corojo. Um, really good. Uh, it's a complete. That particular orange one is uh, Dominican Puro. Um, Corojo on the wrapper, Habano filler, and Habano binder, but all of it from Dominican Republic. Really good cigar. I bought Senior, the red banded one, uh, for Father's Day. That one, let me see what it is here. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll ask him how that one turned out or see if he smoked it yet, because uh, the orange one was quite good. So if you have uh, see any of those Soleras laying around and they have uh, real bright, uh, large bands, so they're pretty easy to spot. Give those a shot. I know which cigar you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure I've actually had one of those, and it was a good thing. Um, a friend of mine introduced it. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it has a it has a headband, but the footband is somewhat uh, Camacho Torano style, where it's real bright, big letters. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that if if it's in the humidor, it's gonna it's gonna jump out at you, but. Uh, also, it is time to see what the uh, Cigar Savant has for us tonight. Well, I have a couple of things. First of all, I, I, you know, I have been um, smoking what I am going to call some inexpensive cigars. They are hand-rolled, they are premium, but they are inexpensive cigars. I think a lot of them are uh, uh, Cuban sandwich-style but, um, you know, as we've talked uh, in other shows, you know, to smoke a uh, premium hand-rolled cigar or a super premium hand-rolled cigar uh, a couple of three times a day can get expensive. So I've been um, smoking some inexpensive cigars. And what I've discovered is that they're very good. But when you go to smoke a premium hand-rolled cigar or a super premium hand-rolled cigar, you really appreciate the cigar a whole lot more. And it's just uh, one of those things. Uh, you know, for example, we were doing um, uh, one of the cigars from uh, famous earlier today, and f- after dinner tonight, uh, we pulled out a Casada uh, 40th anniversary, and um, it was phenomenal, better than I ever remembered it being. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so my my point is, and my tip is that if you really want to appreciate your cigars. You know, smoke some inexpensive ones and then go to a super premium and you will really, really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely uh, come to think of it having done some of that same thing where, uh, you know, maybe a, a cheap smoke in the morning and a good smoke in the afternoon. It really, really makes you appreciate the complexity and the time that goes into blending what we call a super premium cigar. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Well, my cigar this week, uh, what I've chosen, is the Brick House by J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Now, I love the backstories on these cigars, as you guys well know. And I also love the history of the companies and the history of the cigars. So 
the J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest American family-owned premium cigar company ever. And they're celebrating over 125 years in business with a portfolio of very famous brands, just beloved by cigar lovers the world over. You know, they offer cigars for every taste profile, every budget, uh, from the ultra-premium Diamond Crown and Diamond Crown Maximus to uh, Kesteray, La Unica, El Baton, and Brickhouse, to the value-priced Quorum and Factory 59s. Now, in 1937, J.C. Newman launched Brickhouse Cigars to honor his family and heritage. The vintage Brickhouse Cigar, named for J.C. Newman's childhood home, the only brick house in his Hungarian village, a place that was not only a home, but it was also the town's tavern. The original Brickhouse Cigars were Cuban Poros, handmade with the finest Havana tobaccos. You can't say that today. But with the Cuban embargo came the end of the brick house. Over 70 years later, in 2009, grandsons and third generation owners, Bobby and Eric Newman, relaunched Brick House using the most exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos. Now, the construction the Brick House is a premium Nicaraguan poro rolled at Fabrica. The Tobaccos San Rafael S.A. in Esteli, Nicaragua. And by the way, as a sidebar, I've been there, and it's an incredible factory. It sports an exclusive Havana Sabino wrapper and a Nicaraguan binder and filler. Complete the blend for a complex flavor. The construction is meticulous, and the cigar is just gorgeous with a, a dark reddish Brown you. Now, the draw on the brick house is absolutely perfect. There is just enough tension that you know you're smoking a well made hand rolled cigar, but you don't have to work or even think about it. Now, for the taste profile, the brick house is a medium to full bodied smoke that's rich, flavorful, and smooth, even bold, complex, and ever changing. You know, I tasted cedar, pepper, and coffee. There are slight hints of sweetness from caramel and molasses with notes of walnuts, oak, and tea, and that earthy tone that you'd expect from Nicaraguan tobacco. Now, this is no wonder Brickhouse was named Best Bargain Cigar 2009 through 2013. It also received a well-deserved 92 rating and top 25 cigar honors in 2010 and 2017 by Cigar Aficionado magazine. In 2011, it was a Best Buy Nicaraguan Cigar by Cigar Journal, a 91 from Cigar Snob magazine, and a 92 from Cigar and Spirits magazine, and a 90 from Smoke magazine. So all those ratings have got to tell you something. Now, The Brick House by J.C. Newman is hard to beat, considering the bang you get for your buck. As their tagline says, all you need is five bucks and a comfortable chair. So does the brick house get a 
cigar tipsters by recommendation? Well, I think so. My tip to you is place this cigar in your rotation. Your wallet and your taste buds will appreciate it. You know, it's interesting with that uh, chair. I also have one of those brick house chairs that they did on a promotion. Some brick house beer mugs. And I even have a brick house ashtray, which I'll have to show you guys the next time you visit. Mark? Yeah, definitely, definitely sounds good. Um, brick house, actually, actually, most of what I discovered about J.C. Newman actually came from you originally uh, talking at past tweet ups. You know, I didn't, I didn't until that time really know how much was involved with that company and the history, and it's really fascinating to to learn how long that company's been around and how influential they've been over the cigar industry. And if you're wondering uh, what we as the tipsters are smoking or what we're working with at the time, you can check us out on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us there at Cigar Tipster. Uh, we're typically posting pictures of what we're smoking or whatever accessory we're playing with at the time or what store we're visiting, those kind of types of things. But give us a follow and uh, keep up with what we're doing at the time. Uh, one thing that has come out in the news in the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, and it's one thing, you know, we don't always agree on everything here, but uh, one thing that we do tend to agree on is our, our love of uh, our friend of the show, uh, Enrique Sanchez, and most of the cigars that this man makes, uh, whether it be the Ruby Lancero uh, for my taste or uh, the Fantastic XO uh, that we've all enjoyed a time or two. Uh, Enrique is coming out with something new. Uh, his company, Global Premium Cigars, is going to split off just a little bit from the 1502 brand and going to bring something new to the table. I'm not uh, 110% sure on the uh, pronunciation of this. It's got to be one of two things, either Cachitos or Cajitos. Uh, Cajitos sounds cuter, so we're going to go with that. Uh, but it's going to be a single Vitolo release that will be released this year's uh, IPCPR, Petit Robusto, 45 by 50 uh, Nicaraguan wrapper, Honduras for the binder, and then a combination of Honduran and Nicaraguan tobacco for the filler. Uh, the big departure here for, or in comparison to what Enrique has done with the past, is the price on this stick. This stick will be released in 20 count bundles, but the per cigar price, $5.50. Um, so that's cheaper than anything else that Enrique currently has on the market. So I'm going to be fascinated to see how well he handles making a, a budget-minded cigar. And I, I have no doubt that it's going to be very good or he wouldn't be releasing it. Uh, but well, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Blends, you know, uh, considering the way he blends and considering that it's made at Placencia, um, it, it's, it's got to be good. <laughs> oh, yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't and, release it if it wasn't a phenomenal cigar. No, definitely not. And if you want a little little bit more insight into how he blends, you can check out our interview with Enrique Sanchez. Uh, you can find that uh, if you subscribe to our podcast on any of the major podcasting outlets, uh, you'll find his show uh, eloquently named an interview with Enrique Sanchez. So pretty easy to spot. But yeah, definitely look forward to giving that a try later in the year uh, as he brings out a budget option. Also, check us out on Twitter, uh, probably our most active social media platform uh, at Cigar Tipster there as well. We're always talking about what we're doing or what we're smoking or what we're thinking about smoking or, you know, saying bad words about the FDA or something like that. So 
definitely uh, check us out on there and give us a follow. And uh, you can join the conversation if you've got uh, questions that you want us to answer on the show or topics that you want to bring up. Throw them out on Twitter and we'll talk about them. Um, <clears throat> all right. So uh, speaking of new cigars, we also have General Cigar Company and AJ Fernandez teaming up for the Hoyo La Amistad Black. Uh, this will be a Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro wrapper, Mexican San Andreas binder, and a filler of Nicaraguan Habano leaves. Interesting to uh, see the Mexican San Andreas leaf sneak in and as the binder, as we're used to seeing that as a wrapper. But given what uh, AJ has managed to do with several of these team-ups with, you know, H. Upman and things like that. Uh, it has produced some fantastic cigars, so I'm really looking forward to trying this one. Um, the flavor notes for the cigar Lester, uh, listed leather and, for my taste, more importantly, hot sauce. So I'm very interested to see if I can get this cigar and pull out that flavor from the blend. But uh, what's your guys' thoughts on AJ and kind of these co-blending ventures that he's been on lately. You know, Mark, um, in 2015 at IPCPR, as I was walking around, you know, one of the things you try to do is look at the trends. You know, one year it was um, uh, Petit Coronas. Uh, Everybody was coming out with them. Another year it was the 6x60s. Uh, so you try to look look at the trends. In 2015, I came away with the trend that A.J. Fernandez was the trend. He, he was a, a hot manufacturer, a hot roller, and he was, <clears throat> in essence, rolling cigars or trying to blend cigars for a lot of different uh, manufacturers that are out there. <clears throat> we saw the same thing in in uh, 2016. We saw it in 2017. And now it is hard to find a company that doesn't have a cigar that has been remanufactured or reworked or reblended by AJ. And AJ's got his name on it. It's very, very interesting. Even the... Uh, Private label uh, and catalogs have got AJ rolling cigars, so it's it's incredible. And he does roll a phenomenal cigar. He's an incredible blender. I, I think that's the mark of a true producer is when you can make such large quantities and maintain quality. Typically, one sacrifices the other, um, but it really says something about. AJ and his company that even if he's pairing with general cigar, he just, because he has such a huge profile, I would love to try this one. The Amistad black. It sounds good. It sounds good from the blend. And I'm going to find out what this hot sauce uh, note is that you're finding. Um, but yeah, you know, I, w- I would agree with that. that. That's all I got. Yeah. It'll definitely be, definitely be interesting to see. I love the, um, the H Upman, blend that he did with the uh, 1884 Nicaragua. That cigar is also uh, one that I've come to enjoy on a regular basis. Be sure also to uh, check us out on uh, the website. Ben mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, but always like to throw it out there. Uh, CigarTipsters.com 
Ben is probably our most active contributor on there, typically blogging and reviewing cigars at the time. And you can actually find that stuff on the front page and also archived on the review list. So give us a, give us a look there and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, but now it is uh, come that time in the show where we're going to find out what happens to be grinding Ben's gears. You know what really grinds my gears? This Lindsay Lohan. Eh? Lindsay Lohan with all those little outfits. Now let's find out what's grinding Ben's gears. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to keep this rant short because I do not think this is a complicated issue to resolve. This issue involves respect for the general public in a cigar shop. Now, what am I talking about? Any decent cigar shop will have public tools that you can use to cut and light your cigar. It's a convenience that keeps people happy and the smoke flowing. Now, a bad habit among self-loading patrons is to lick their cigar and then use the public cutter at the counter. This is unsanitary behavior, makes you an honorary cretin, and displays your ignorance about cigar stereotypes. Let me explain. In the past, humidification systems were everything from basic to non-existence. So out of a desperate attempt to rehydrate cigars, old-timers tend to lick their cigar before lighting up. You will also occasionally show an antagonist in a movie licking their cigar and lighting up, no doubt with some type of stereotypical reference to a, quote, Cuban cigar. But like the smoke a cigar generates, these stereotypes have no substance and are unnecessary in today's modern technology of humidification. In short, stop licking your tobacco and using the public cutters. And that's what really grinds my gears. Back to you, Junior. And I have to kind of second that whole thought. Um, it's it's nothing short of disgusting. So for the love of God, don't do it. Uh, and it brings it brings now, if about. If you wanted to with your own cutter, you know, feel free. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, not you know, a public cutter. Exactly. Don't uh, don't spread your germs because God knows there's enough of them out there anyway. And and that kind of brings about a wider topic that that's been hit on some here and there over the years, and that's not just cigar shop etiquette, but humidor etiquette and, and kind of these these do's and don'ts that you, you shouldn't necessarily do uh, in a store. I've been guilty of doing some of them, some of which I could get away with just because the owner was my friend. Thank you, Kirk. Uh, but, <laughs> like he said, was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the owner was my friend. Now, Hang on, let me let me rewind that. <laughs> my friend, even though we're uh, many many miles apart, but uh, one thing I used to do, I used to have the sort of goofy obsession with the long ash, and you know, seeing how far I can take it. Which uh, you know, I had several good results, but all, nine times out of ten, it resulted with uh, ashes either all over me or all over the floor, or the chair, or table, or you know, anywhere but the ashtray. Um, Can't take so, you anywhere. <laughs> well, we knew that coming into long before now. Um, to get you like an what, ashtray you to wear around your neck. So anytime it falls, falls right in that ashtray. You know, that's not, uh, that would essentially be a bib for cigars. That's not, we, we, we could do that. Pat you were, no one could do that. If you were a gentleman, it'd be a cumberbund. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, both, we all know we're not gentlemen. So you are not gentlemen's nope. <laughs> that's not. Let's not go there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, basically, 
you know, if you're in the you're in your backyard or you're in your smoking room and you want to do that, that's fine. But don't do what I did and be the the ass that's you know causing the shop owner Kirk to have to sweep the floor. Although unless Kirk, it's the longest ash contest. Yeah, now that that is the one area where you know if, if it's a contest, go for it. Uh, I remember. I think it was three years ago at Tweet Up. They had one with uh, the ladies doing the long ash contest, and uh, some impressive results came out of that one. Uh, <clears throat> back to Kirk for a second with his, his sweeping. The one thing I will say about him is he's a little bit obsessed with um, cleaning utensils, whether it's the Swiffer or his Dyson vacuum cleaners and all that. So I really don't <laughs> think I don't think he actually minded cleaning up after me that much because he got to use his tools. <laughs> Um, walks around. Does he carry it on his hip like a holster? His tiny little Dyson. <laughs> yeah, one of these. One of the handhelds. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that brings up a funny story. One night we were, um, Kirk was doing some kind of uh, festival thing where I think it was a golf tournament actually, but he, he had gone set up a tent. He was selling cigars, and he left shockingly me in charge of the shop. And one other guy, uh, Scott, who was there to help me. So, uh, and there were cigars left when he came back. But that's, yeah. but when it came time to kind of clean the place up at night, and he had one of those Swiffer mops with the wet, um, the the pads that are already wet. <laughs> he's such a stay at home mom. <laughs> he kind of is, but especially now that he's got another kid. But um, he's a housewife. One one thing, we pulled the little wet. Uh, spongy mop thing out of the box and we're looking at it and we're like how the hell do you get the the, the wet spongy thing to stay on the, the moppy broom thing damn it that's not how it works <laughs> but, well long story <laughs> I know, short I know where you're going with this Go long story short you know it, it turns into two men with a pocket knife dissecting <laughs> one of these sponges and then we got the, the bright idea to just plop the sponge on the floor and use the, the broom thingy to, you know, just push it along. So, <laughs> Two Neanderthals can't figure out how to clean a floor. Exactly. Really, oh really what it came down to is how many men does it take <laughs> to operate a Swiffer WestJet? And the answer to do it properly is apparently more than two. <laughs> you got to call on a team. Mark, why were you Swiffering you. the grass? <laughs> that's not, wait, you mean that's not what it's for? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was one of those like um, old no power uh, uh, lawnmower things, or what do they? They have a word for that. Um, these dudes that um, I think it's called scything, where they have these big, um, comically large Grim Reaper looking blades, and they like just swing it along the grass. Uh, YouTube scything. There's there's some weird oh. thing in love with it, but yeah, it, uh, it it's sad the, the amount of manly brain power that was wasted on that night. And I'm uh, pretty sure I've floor. seen Kurt vacuuming his roof. Does that, did I see him <laughs> do that the other day, Dave? Wouldn't surprise me, honestly. The man, the roof uh, his... you know, it's funny. I, I check Best Buy every day. They have deals of the day. So I checked it the other day and there was a Dyson vacuum cleaner and I, I text Kirk a picture of it. And I'm like, yeah, this made me think of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thinking of you. Yeah, bless his heart. Um, but anyway, let's get, get back to some semblance of a normal topic. Okay. Uh, one, 
one thing that did roll out this week, um, a federal judge has halted cigar regulations for the moment. So hasn't done away with them, but you know, the whole changing of the wrapper and the enormous surgeon general's warning and all that stuff, everything continues yet again to be on hold. Um, I think the game now is literally, let's just see how far we can hold this, and maybe it never fully goes into effect. I, I really don't know. We're hoping this just gets buried and lost like everything else. Well, what's what's interesting about it is there were some Supreme Court cases last week that um, when this judge saw how the Supreme Court ruled, he he basically made the leap from those cases to the FDA and the cigar box warning labels. And that's what caused him really to, to uh, put this on hold for a while. Uh, so I think it's on hold at least for a year, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, definitely. The longer we can keep that ridiculousness out of... Uh out of signed up law, the better off we'll be. Oh, speaking of, and this is completely off subject, but uh, it wasn't too long ago that you, Alan, were telling me about a reasonably priced Gurkha that you smoked. And I was trying to look for it the other day, but for the life of me, I've forgotten the name. Uh, If you know it offhand, tell me, but if not, just text it to me if you remember it. Yeah, just put me on the spot, why don't you? (laughs) I can't remember what I had for breakfast, I'll have to. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll have to take a, a look at my uh, photos, okay, and, it yeah, will, and it will remind me. Uh, and one thing, because it's literally sitting in front of me, my laptop's actually sitting on it at the moment. Actually, this was a, a birthday gift from senior. I didn't buy this myself, but um, Cigars International has a uh, a fantastic tabletop humidor uh, with the Man of War. Uh, branding on it and I got that set up, got it seasoned, got cigars in it now but uh, by any standard it is an absolutely gorgeous tabletop humidor so if you've ever been on the fence about getting one of those it looks incredible in person I'll post some pictures of it on Twitter and Instagram uh, but really nice quality Uh, It's been after I got it seasoned it's been holding humidity fantastically well uh, to Bovita back Lord Bovita packs keeps it uh, at a steady 69 all the time so definitely no complaints about that and it is just uh, just a beauty to look at excellent send some pictures are you going to post a yeah, blog I'll, about uh, it do what yeah you're going to put a blog about it or just post pictures yeah we'll We'll, uh, I'll probably blog about it at some point once I've had it. I've only had it uh, about a week and a half now, uh, but once I've had maybe a month with it, I'll actually do a blog. But, yeah, I'll send out uh, – I think, Ben, I may have – well, no, it may have been Kirk. I can't remember who I sent pictures to, honestly. Uh, but, yeah, I'll send some out and then uh, Instagram it as well. Okay. But, you know, it's, uh, the, uh, I have no idea if, if this is um, a quote-unquote kosher – seasoning process but it's the way i did it i uh, took a sponge and soaked it in distilled water put that in a plastic bag put the bag in the humidor ran the humidity up to about 80 pulled it out let the humidity drop to around 70 and then let the bovita packs do the rest of the work but it's been um, 
been fine ever since. I don't like I said. I don't know if that's a kosher method for seasoning, but it worked for me. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, if it works, man, it's all that matters. I mean, there wasn't any wasn't any wetting of the actual wood. You know, there was always the plastic barrier between the wood and the sponge. But it's uh, I've been really happy with it, and actually, it will hold a ton of cigars. I need to buy, which is just an excuse for me to buy more. Hmm. As if I needed one. Did you buy that for yourself for your birthday? Uh, senior bought it for me. Ah, that's pretty cool. So always better when it's free. What happened to your Star Wars lunchbox? Uh, the lunchbox, the humidor. Uh, oh, it's still here. It's uh, it's in the car. It's become my. Now that I have this, it'll be like my official travel humidor. I'll keep. I'll quit carrying the fifty count travel humidors and just carry that one when I want to take some with me. But yeah, it's. Uh, there's nothing in it at this moment, but it's in the car waiting to uh, waiting to be used. I see. Hashtag Kenball. Actually, I need to take it out of the car because it's been so ridiculously freaking hot. It's been like swelling. The, the wood's probably been expanding like crazy. Yeah, it's been like... Oh, we haven't actually hit 100 yet, but the... That bullcrap uh, heat index has been like 105, which to me, if if the heat index is 105 and it feels like 105, why not just call it 105 or whatever? Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, just a few months ago, we were talking about uh, how miserable it was to smoke outside because it was so cold. And, <laughs> and now we're talking about how miserable it is to smoke outside because it is so hot. I wish God would just leave the thermostat alone. We had it set at 73. We agreed on it as a planet, and there's no reason to change. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, like half a block from the house, there, there's a nice little bench. It overlooks uh, what it actually is, is a dog park, but nobody actually uses it. And it's just a nice place to kind of, although it's a big, busy neighborhood, you kind of get secluded over there and can kind of hide out. Uh, but it's been so hot, I haven't done it. But yeah, it just, that's the sad part about the, us as smokers is there's like two, two weeks a year that's ideal for setting outside and smoking. Well, I got back from Florida a couple of weeks ago and we did uh, an airboat ride and it's like sitting in one of those aluminum ashtrays, like those, it's like those aluminum sleeves you cook hot pockets in. It, mm-hmm. it was kind of like sitting in that and it was 97 degrees uh, or something like that. And so I was glad to be back home. And it was, it's been good weather the past few days here in the 70s. Were you able to get the cigar lit in an airboat? Uh, no, I didn't. They, that was a smoke free. That was out of like a kind of a tourist place that I went with my family. Um, but no, but I had a smoke after I got back. Wait, you have family? I, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Depends. I thought you were, thought you were adopted. <laughs> you thought I was hatched. Yeah, <laughs> hatched. <laughs> Growing up, lab. The, the stork that delivered me was a little drunk. Is that it? Yeah, you know, he was like, need to find a nice Irish family, or not Irish, Italian. <laughs> Good Lord, I can't even get the joke right. Good God. <laughs> need to find a nice Italian family. Next thing you know, you're in Tennessee. <laughs> that all runs together. You know, I'd like our <sighs> listeners to, um, through our website or through our social media, you know, let us know how you're uh, handling the heat and smoking your cigars. You know, what tricks of the trade are you guys using? So let us know. 
Yeah, let us know, and we'll uh, read some of the responses on the next show in a couple of weeks. And uh, just a quick refresher before we head out for the night. Uh, that's at Cigar Tipster on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we got lucky and got the same handle on all three. And, of course, CigarTipsters.com. You can always comment on one of the blogs as well. We'll check that uh, also. Uh, but before we go, gentlemen, anything uh, anybody wants to throw out before we shut her down for the night? No, just um, I want to piggyback off how, you know, the more responses we get from our listeners, uh, the better experience and better communication we can have. So if you have ideas on what you want to see on our website or ideas on how you want to communicate with us, uh, please let us know. We have multiple avenues to reach us, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And as part of that, I'd also like to say if there's a, a specific cigar that you'd like me to review, let me know. And I'll try to find it and uh, do a review on it. Definitely. And if you need direct contact with us, Ben's personal number is 555 <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was said DR549. Said every No, it was uh, you know, Adventure Movie. It was always 555. 5. Uh, 8675309. That's it. Uh, it's, it's no longer Jenny. It's now Ben. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we appreciate you guys listening to the Cigar Sisters podcast. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And, uh, Depending on what time you're listening to this, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.